This is your wake up call. Wake the fuck up. The Breakfast Club, the show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show. We in the mother. We in the Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all feeling? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. Feel like I need a little WD-40 though. I don't know if the change in the weather got the joints hurting, knees in the lower back. Man, I just bit. got a package from um, Focus Features Films. They're celebrating 20 years, and it's a bunch of DVDs. I've seen it. And I was like, I don't know if I have a DVD player. You don't got a DVD Man, you player? Know Maybe so in crazy. my Xbox. My, 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 Xbox, yeah. My six-year-old was asking me for Sing 2. I guess it's coming out on Blu-ray DVD, and it's got like all these sing-along songs and everything else. And I'm sitting there thinking like, I can buy the DVD, but what are we going to play it on? <laughs> yeah, the Xbox has it, I think. Yeah, yeah Xbox. Xbox definitely has it. Yeah. So I guess that's how, because they just sent all these DVDs. I was like, oh, is there a DVD player in here? <laughs> I, I haven't, I don't know. Mm. Clearly somebody's still buying DVDs, because <laughs> they still advertise them on television. And I still see them when I go to Best Buy and Target. You see the DVD section. It's a, a lot investment? smaller than it used to be. Should we buy a DVD player? The DVD player a good investment, I guess, right? I mean, you could probably order it online and then you always have it you know because you could buy a, a a movie but it's the interactive features I think that DVDs have that streaming services don't have because my daughter really wants it because it is, it's two new sing-along songs on Sing 2 oh then you gotta get the DVD sir yeah yeah so you probably have to get it or like I said I think it's in the Xbox so you could just play it off of that mm-hmm and shout out to everybody out, out in Seattle. I was in Seattle yesterday. The, uh, the 206? Yeah, part of the city they called, and uh, they were very interested in, in doing more uh, urban and black entertainment and wanted me to bring my car show to Seattle. So they wanted me to see the space and what they where they wanted me to have it. They heard so many good things, so many family fun, so many... So much family, so many families coming out to enjoy the car show. They wanted to do something like that in Seattle, so we flew out there to take a look at it. But Seattle's far. That's a far. That's a long flight. Like, that's where my goddaughter lives in Seattle. Jeez, she's far. Mm-hmm. But yeah, shout out to everybody in Seattle. A lot of people that tune us in uh, in uh, Seattle. So good morning, Seattle. Remember, we used to be on in Seattle. <laughs> they did. They kicked us off. Was it Seattle? <laughs> yeah, it was Seattle. We was on a uh, uh, cube. I think it was. Yeah. But I mean, it was just a different, it's, a, it's the West Coast. You know like, what I mean? This music isn't working for us. Yeah, it's, it's West <laughs> Coast, we East Coast. Coast. But I think, that's, I think that station turned into talk radio, I believe. Yeah, we definitely used to be on in Seattle. Salute to Seattle. I, I think we even went to their festival one that year. That car fest, it was like cars outside and people perform, right? It's called The Valley. I remember Big no, Sean the Gorge. Yeah, I don't remember. Don't give me the line. She's I'm making up anything. I just know Angela Rise from Seattle. <laughs> no. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Uh, we got a bunch of guests joining us this morning. We do. Yes, we have the creators of Black Love. They'll be joining us. Okay. What is Black Love? That's uh, on OWN. Sh- show us on OWN. They've been up here before. So we'll be kicking it with them. And also, Cody. Uh, that's Cody and Tommy Oliver. And okay. also, uh, Conway the Machine will be joining us. Definitely mm-hmm. familiar with Conway. Mm-hmm. I enjoy Zelda, Conway. His uh, album on Shady, first and last. <laughs> mm-hmm. God Don't Con- Make Mistakes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so we'll be kicking it with both of them this morning. So let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, let's talk about Kyrie Irving. People are weighing in on the fact that the Brooklyn Nets were fined, and we'll tell you what it's all about. And the Breakfast Club NFT launched this morning, right? 6 a.m. The Breakfast Club NFT, oh. it launched at 6 a.m. Where can people get more information? All right, well, that's with one of. That's how we did that, and it's called A Moment at the Breakfast Club. That's the first drop of the collection. And so you can check out one of, that's O-N-E of, dot com slash TBC, and that's how you can start your collection. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news is next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yeezy? Well, let's talk about Kyrie Irving. Now, NBA fans are reacting to Kyrie Irving because he was sitting courtside at the game because he still can't play because of the mandates in New York City. But the Brooklyn Nets were fined $50,000 after letting Kyrie into the locker room during their last home game against the Knicks this past Sunday. And NBA fans feel like it's not cool. So they said Brooklyn's Kyrie Irving is expected to sit courtside to support teammates. He's able to attend the game as a spectator, move freely, maskless, but cannot play due to private sector mandate. I didn't understand why he had to sit courtside. Like, why couldn't he sit with the team? I, I don't know. He could have, I guess. I don't know. I don't think he could because he's he's, he can't play on the team, so he can't be around the team, I that guess. That makes no sense. Like, when you're injured, you know what I'm saying? You can still sit with the team. So, But it wasn't that he was injured. It was They won't let him play. What's the difference? Well, yeah, he, was, so he wasn't even supposed to go to the locker room, so mm-hmm. that's why they were fined $50,000. And so I saw a lot of people um, reacting to that. We saw LeBron said, facts, it literally makes absolutely zero sense. They say if common sense was common, then we'd all have it. Ain't that the truth? And so for a lot of people, they don't understand what that's all about. Did the Lakers make the playoffs? No, man. The Lakers didn't make the playoffs. Nobody's made the playoffs yet. Well, Are they making the playoffs? Well, a couple no. teams... They haven't made the playoffs. They're not gonna. I, they might. Get, they might get into the play in, like mm. they did last year. Because mm. they damn, they got the same record as as my Knicks. But anyway, what else you got, Easy? All right, now let's talk about a urgent manhunt that's underway. There's a suspect that they're trying to find who shot five homeless men in New York City that's and wild. DC. They're saying it's a single suspect mm. who is now the subject of this manhunt. So the shootings all occurred after midnight. The first one took place in DC around 4 a.m. on March 3rd. And all of these took place between March 3rd and March 12th. Two people were left dead and five homeless men were shot. Yeah, when I hear stuff like that, all I be thinking is like, yo, is this some kind of ritual or something? Is this some type of initiation? Like, why would you go around just killing homeless people? And one of them was around here. Mm-hmm. Yes, really? Was. Yeah, yeah, right around the corner. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On King Street and Barrick. So. What happened to all these cameras? I thought New York City they, was full well, of got, cameras. They, they have them on camera. Oh, they do? Yeah, they have surveillance. Oh, okay. they video That's how they know it's one suspect that approached and they know how it happened. So there That's, are cameras. He's a serial killer at this point. Yes, yes. he is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, in their joint statement, both uh, the mayors of New York City and D.C. have said there is a cold-blooded killer on the loose. And they are directing the people who appear to be homeless. They're saying to just, um, I don't know what you can do. Stay, try to go into shelters right now and not be out on the street. But it's a scary situation. Yeah, they said they, they, he kicks the homeless person and they look around and make sure nobody's watching and then fires a shot right to the head. And that, while they're yeah, sleeping. That sounds like some type of initiation, some type of ritual. Like, what what, what would be your reason then for doing that? And will, will law enforcement, you know, truly care? Since the people are homeless, will they take this as serious as they would take any other serial? Are they taking it serious? Yeah, they they released new images of the suspect. They're asking the public provide any information. You can help uh, identify and locate him. So they're urging people, unsheltered residents, to try to seek some type of shelter 
You wow. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that's that. That make that. Now that's ridiculous. Telling uh, homeless people to seek some type of shelter. Now you should have been trying to get them shelter the whole time. Mm-hmm, Should have been trying to clean up the homeless problem in America the whole time. Now all of a sudden, then we want them to seek, seek shelter. Come on, man. All right. Well, that is like that's your so easy. Front page news. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They have, have to actually be more proactive yes, as far as that. They'd have been doing that if they could have. You think they want to be out on the street? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Again, 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, it's Lovey from the Bronx. Live in Harper CT now. Lovey from the Bronx, what up? Get it off your chest, Lovey. No, I want to tell you why I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. First of all, I want to formally, the kids and I, want to formally thank you guys for the cash app gas to get my son back and forth to basketball, jujitsu. And the other people that blessed us, we try to formally give, give back to everybody, but but thank you guys, man. It's, it's so humbling as a single father to get that blessing. All love, King. Our pleasure. Nah, it's, it's real. Hey, Charlamagne, I still want my book, bro. Please, <laughs> King. They should be in the mail. Eddie, did you mail out the, the brother's books? He didn't get, my, he, he yeah, didn't Eddie, get my mail, bro. Eddie said you'll get it this week. All right, that's, that's all I need, man. But thank you guys. You guys, yo, you, you do so much for the culture, man. No problem, brother. It's a blessing, bro. I want to formally invite you. I, I'm hosting an all-white, the biggest all-white party in the tri-state area. The welcome mat is out for y'all, man. Come on, ye. Come on, Taylor. You know, I know you got a car show in Houston that weekend, but my, the welcome mat is out for y'all. All right, thank you, brother. Well, I'm glad oh, you were able to take your, your son to, 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 to basketball and, and uh, karate. Yes, I'm feeding them now. I would I would make them come over here and say thank you, but we get ready. I, I drive 20 minutes a day to get them out the hood, to take them to a school out the hood, over there by ESPN. So that's what I do every morning. Okay. Well, you have a good one, brother. Be safe out there. Hello, who's this? Hey, what up, MB? Good morning, Charlamagne. Good morning, and uh, it's Rick. Good morning, Rick. Rick. What up, King? Get off your chest, Rick. Hey, what's going on? Yo, that thing that's, that guy that's going around shooting those homeless people, I don't know if there's a more cowardly thing that you could do, man. How can you shoot people in their sleep, kill people in their sleep, man? I think that's, I don't know, that's the highest level of cowardice, man. I mean, yeah, I, that, I, I that, that, what, that's right up there with ritual, school shootings. Yeah, whether it's a ritual or not, like, like, or I just think it's more of a power trip. People want to have, like, control of people's life or death, but, like, that's cowardly. That's the highest level of cowardly that I can think about. If you've seen the video... He's literally just walking up to sleeping people and, and shoot them. Yeah, really sad. And for what reason? Yeah, that's crazy. They were offering a $70,000 reward. Now, I see one outlet is saying that a suspect is in custody, according to D.C. police. So they're questioning yeah. that person. That's all the details they have. I've seen, I seen a, um, a multiple video clips, and they, before they didn't have a, a, a face picture, but now they actually have like somewhat of a facial picture that they have up. I hope they really get that kind of crime, man. And I hope they don't give him no excuses for no mental health or nothing like that, because clearly he knows what he's doing, and this ain't, I, I, don't, I don't want that comparison at all. This, this is a coward, and he needs to be locked up. So locked he's, up. he's not wearing no mask or nothing? No, nah, he was no. wearing a mask in a no. couple of them, but then I think they later on... They have a very on, clear picture of his face. A very clear picture. Yeah. 
like like down the block, he takes off the mask or whatever, and you can see the cameras catching him. Yeah. So you know they, they and it, they're following his motions. Like you can see his his walk and his hand movements and stuff like that. So they know it's him, but he needs to be off the street, man. Yeah, Damn, they're, yeah. they're definitely taking it seriously. What time of day is this yeah, that yeah. he's doing at these times? All night? after midnight. All after midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all be, be safe out here, man. All right, Rick. All right, brother. Peace. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it off your chest. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Nayshawn from Brooklyn. How y'all doing this morning? Nayshawn, what up? Get it off your chest. I just want to get it off my chest that I find it, I, I'm not surprised, but we go from the worst thing that ever happened to mankind, and I don't know how long, to it never happened, and now gas is out of this world. So we go from one catastrophe to another catastrophe. Can we get a break as people? Isn't it wild? It's like they just turned the channel. It's just like... They just turned it off. <laughs> Ain't no more corona, no nothing. It never happened. This is crazy. We saw Obama just got COVID. Mm-hmm. And nobody cared. That was like a fart. He tweeted it and it just just like, oh, okay. Just, just went away. Like okay. It's almost like, who cares, Obama? You just getting COVID now? You should have got it with the rest of us. Facts. But my question is, I'm trying to understand it. How this go from the worst thing to it ain't nothing. It's the power of the media, People man. losing jobs. People was losing their jobs behind it. And you know what else is so wild? Like, you look at a place like China. China has mass protests against this government every day, right? Like 500 protests. You don't hear about that. Now they got a whole city on lockdown because of COVID right now. Literally. Right now. And that's not a thing. Look, this would have been like six months ago, eight months ago. You'd have heard about China getting locked down every second of the day. Listen, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm looking at the news. I'm trying to wait to see when they say anything about COVID. Ain't no more numbers. Ain't no more nothing. It's like when they release, when they release the, the actual bad facts that happen to people when they do take it, it's like they never said nothing more about Corona. It's over. I'm with you, bro. I don't know what's going on. But that's it. I just wanted to get off my chest because I find it crazy. I put $50 in my gas tank this morning. They gave me a quarter tank. That's crazy. I had a quarter tank and put $80 in yesterday just to fill it up. This is outrageous, man. We gotta, we gotta pay gas just to go to work. We gotta pay our checks just to go to work. Damn, yeah. I know what you meant. Yeah, well, have but a y'all be up. Y'all stay safe. Y'all have a great day. Thank, Thank you, King. Be safe too, bro. Hello, who's this? It's Terry. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Man, this is from Kansas. I'm glad y'all answered my call. Uh, Charlemagne, there. I'm He's right up. here, King. Why you breathing so hard? I'm at the gym, first of all. Okay, okay. I was just saying, don't be asking for me while you're breathing hard early in the morning. That's all I was saying. <laughs> okay? Hey, Charlamagne, send me some healing energy, because you sure ain't sending me them books. I oh. called twice, and ain't nobody sending me them books. Send what's up, man? Why, why, what's so hard? With, you know what's so crazy? I'm looking at three books I gave Eddie the other day to mail out, and they sitting right where they were sitting a week ago. But I'm, I'm, we're going to fix that this week. Angela Yee. Yes, sir. You beautiful. And keep doing everything that you're doing. You can't do no wrong. That's uh, double negative, but it's early. Well, thank you, but yes, uh, I can. <laughs> all right, brother. Uh, Envy, Envy, yes. call me brother. Get your call me brother. Call you what? Brother, like you be saying. All right, brother. Well, all you right. just said it. All right, brother. <laughs> all right, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, Yeek. Sister. Yes, the Kardashians. They have released the first full trailer for their new show on Hulu. We will tell you all about it. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. 
Well, again, our condolences to Tracy Braxton's family. Her husband, Kevin Surratt, told TMZ, we have come to a time where we must inform the public that after a year privately undergoing a series of treatment for esophageal cancer, our beloved Tracy Braxton has gone on to glory. They did say that Tracy's sisters, mom, and friends were by her side when she passed. Now, here is a tribute that was done for Tracy Braxton. What will come out of Tracy's mouth? Who's to say? He grabbed a good hunk of my awesome. What did I get myself into? And here's the moment of truth. Very protective over my sisters. I would do anything for my sisters. I'm going to get this. First Braxton family great grandbaby. I'm just going to relax and be Tracy. Damn, definitely send the healing energy to the mm-hmm. Braxton family, and you know, may may God be pleased with Tracy Braxton. Lord have mercy. Mm. All right. Also, Pusha T and No Malice are mourning the death of their father. Uh, they posted, "I love you, Dad. You taught me to remain poised, to always be calculated, to be prideful, and to respect hustle and hard work. But to know the difference between the two, I am who I am because of you, and I've always been proud to be your son." That was from Pusha T. Man, didn't they just, those good brothers just leave they, uh, lose their mother? Their mother passed away ago. last year in November. Yep, last year. Man. So that's a lot to go through. So our condolences to them. Send healing energy to that, to that family as well. Mm-hmm. And oh. Chief Keefe, over the weekend, mourned the loss of his grandmother. He posted, I'm so happy I got to make you proud, Granny. Never thought this would happen to me. Can't believe my Grammy just dipped on me. I'm going to miss you too much, and I'm sorry, Grandma. I really am. I would give all this ish up just to start over because I know what to do now, especially with you, Granny. I ain't going to write hella ish because I'd rather tell you whenever we talk again. I'm happy me and sis gave you bragging rights. Mm. And so he goes on uh, to talk about how he also retired his Granny 11 years ago. So... Rest in peace to her and our condolences to Chief Keith and his family. You know, even think about uh, you know, uh, Pusha T and No Malice. Like that is the kind of love you want, right? You want that kind of love that when your significant other, when y'all are older and your significant other moves on, you know, you, you go right with you them. go right with them mm-hmm. a few months later. You, you hear that a lot, though. Yeah, all the time. You, you hear, hear about older couples. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, you know, the husband goes or the the, the, the wife goes, and then the, the other partner goes shortly after. Shortly like, after, that's, yeah. That's the kind of love you want. All right, and one more rest in peace. Khalees, her husband, Mike Mora, has passed away. He was only 37 years old Mm. after his battle with stage four stomach cancer. So his management did confirm the news in a statement to Entertainment Tonight. They said, we would ask all to respect Khalees and her family's privacy as of right now. Thank you. And cancer don't be playing, man. Mm -hmm. You would think with all these advances in technology and science that, you know, they'd have some type of handle on cancer. Now, back in October, he did open up about his battle with cancer. He posted and chronicled his life since stage four diagnosis. A doctor gave him 18 months to live. Oh, my goodness. So he talked about his loss of appetite, pain in his back. And he said, I thought the whole time I just had an ulcer with no idea what was about to come my way. Here I was in a hospital bed during the middle of the pandemic all alone. So he did see three specialists and he was diagnosed with stomach cancer stage four. Man, sending them healing energy, man. Thank God for good health. Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> all right. Now, the Kardashians. Hulu has released the first full trailer for their new show. And here is what that sounds like. <laughs> 
in this game long enough to know that you just have to be yourself. They're gonna like you for who you are, not what you wear. I'm just kidding, obviously. <laughs> My pregnancy is really public this time. Tristan and I are complicated. Travis and I want to have a baby. This is a relationship that I don't think anybody saw coming. Who are you texting, Ken? Does his name rhyme with feet? <laughs> it is really hard with Kanye. He told me my career is over. Why are we always making excuses for the yeah. people that traumatize us? Never go against the family. <laughs> All right, so Kanye is also featured in the trailer, just to FYI. And... There you have it. That's going to debut on April 14th. Never go against yeah, the fan. Yeah, that trailer seems so trivial and so basic after hearing about all those people uh, transitioning. But mm-hmm. Well, you know, try to give it all to you. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Well, we got front page news next. Yes. And let's talk about um, abortion rights. And we'll discuss what's happening in different uh, states like Colorado, Idaho. Uh, we'll give you some updates. All right. All right. You can't pull it up? Damn it. Oh, what up? I was going to pull up Mary J. Blige, be happy. Just give give us a little energy in the morning after all that. But all right, let's get into what we got. SZA? All right, SZA, hate you. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Have you ever wanted to own a piece of Breakfast Club history? Then this is your chance. Breakfast Club NFTs are almost here, exclusively with one of the green platform. If you've been curious about NFTs, this is the perfect way to start your collection. So don't wait. Hit up oneof.com today for more. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get into front page news. Where are we starting, Yeezy? Well, let's start in Colorado. The Colorado House of Representatives passed legislation yesterday, the Reproductive Health Equity Act, and that's now headed to the Democratic-controlled Senate, where they expect it will pass that states every individual has a fundamental right to use or refuse contraception, every pregnant individual has a fundamental right to continue the pregnancy and give birth or to have an abortion, and a fertilized egg, embryo, or fetus does not have independent or derivative rights under the laws of the state. The bill also prohibits state and local entities from denying, restricting, interfering with, or discriminating against the person's decision to either use contraception, give birth, or have an abortion. Now, this is in contrast to Idaho. They have passed a Texas-inspired bill, and that's to ban abortions at six weeks. So that bill was inspired by a Texas law that allows private citizens to sue abortion providers or others who help women get abortions after fetal cardiac activity has been detected, which is around six weeks into pregnancy. So it would allow the potential father, grandparents, siblings, aunts, and uncles of a preborn child to sue an abortion provider for a minimum of $20,000 in damages within four years of an abortion. In Texas, though, they allow any citizen to file a lawsuit, by the way. So under the Idaho bill, a doctor could face two to five years in prison if convicted of criminal abortion. Civil lawsuits against abortion providers would be allowed 30 days after enactment of the bill. A lot of women don't even know they're pregnant at six weeks also. So that does definitely restrict any type of access. All right. Now, in Mississippi, the governor has signed into law a prohibition on schools teaching critical race theory. So what they are saying in too many schools around the United States, critical race theory is running amok. It threatens the integrity of education and aims to only humiliate and indoctrinate. That's why I signed legislation that will help keep critical race theory where it belongs out of Mississippi classrooms. So they're just going to lie to kids? They're just going to lie to kids about uh, 
the history of America? If the history is true and you're telling the truth, why would you prohibit people from learning history? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, but it, uh, Mississippi is if the we can just get state re- to pass that law, by the way. If we can just erase history, then there should be no such thing as uh, cancel culture, right? Right? You shouldn't be able to go back in people's past yeah, right. and dig stuff up if there's no such thing as history. We well, this do, is just in schools. That's what I'm saying. Can we do, do it all in, inside if, of, outside of school? If we're going to do it, let's do it all across the board. Right? And by the way, critical race theory is generally not included in grade school curriculum. It's usually taught at universities. So they just want to make sure that kids don't learn history. And where does it stop? Is it all history? So you're going to stop teaching kids about dinosaurs? Or is it just things to do with uh, you know how this country was actually founded? So what they're saying is, right, this bill would also uh, force students to agree that any sex, race, ethnicity, religion, or natural—well, they would forbid public schools in the state from forcing students to agree that any sex, race, ethnicity, religion, or natural origin is inherently superior or inferior and— Huh? I uh, yeah, I mean— <laughs> This is America. So they don't want to teach white supremacy is basically what they're saying, because that's really the only— you know, uh, race that has been considered superior since day one in America. So they just want to teach. They don't want to teach white supremacy, basically. Now, the, the history governor, of the white man. The yes. governor is defending signing this bill. He said uh, that it in no shape and no form prohibits the teaching of history. And he claimed that this bill will somehow stop Mississippi kids from learning about American history is just flat out wrong. I've said it before and I'll say it again. All elements of Mississippi and all elements of American history, both the good and the bad, should be taught in our schools, period. Well, let them watch Mississippi burning then in fourth grade. <laughs> right? That's all you got to do. Let those kids watch Mississippi burn and they'll totally understand what's been happening in Mississippi for a long time. They feel that um, critical race theory promotes victimhood instead of student success is what they're Mm-mm-mm. saying their excuse uh, just, is. I mean, it's just the reality of America. Yes, there were victims. That don't mean that, you know, we are victims. We were victimized. There you go. We were victimized. That don't mean we were victims. Yes, it's the history of America. What's wrong with telling people the truth? Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to tell them the truth, what are you going to tell them? Lies. Same lies they've been telling us since we were kids. <laughs> that is, they've, been lying, they've been lying to us in school since day one anyway. So what's really mm-hmm. what's But let really me tell you, we, we did that interview with, um, about Equiano stories. That's why stories like that are so important. You guys should follow that, Equiano.stories. Mm-hmm. It's this whole um, Instagram movie, basically, and they tell the history of Equiano. Many different cultures, yeah. Equiano yeah, is the new one. But yeah, he's the one um, that they're telling that story about in particular, and they start him before they uh, got brought over on the slave ships, but you get to see how they yeah. were thriving, how amazing, and it was based on a true story, too, by the way. I think the thing it with CRT is that schools have always lied to us about the history of America, so now that the truth is starting to seep in because of, you know, some select few teachers across the country, they're like, nope, nip that in the butt. Don't yeah. you start telling these kids that Truth about and this what country. happens when kids ask questions? Like, are you supposed to? Well, we can't talk about that. Give them detention. That's why educating your kids outside of school is very, 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 very important. important. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. When we come back, Conway will be joining us. Conway, Conway the, the machine. machine. Yeah, his new album, God Don't Make Mistakes, is out right now, and we'll talk to him next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Envy. Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest joining us this morning, Conway the Machine. What's happening? What's, What's happening? up, black man? One of the Go. most requested, so we're glad we finally got to make it happen. That's dope, man. That's dope. Thank you for having me up here. Absolutely. The album of God Don't Make Mistakes. It's your, your debut on Shady, so I always wonder, like, what were the other projects, like, from a king to a god, like, 
What were those? <laughs> Me just doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm just staying busy. What's the difference between projects like that and a debut? Well, debut I mean, just my debut just on Shady my Records. Shady. You know, everything else was on, like, Griselda Records or, you know, my label that I started. You know what I'm saying? So is the relationship with Griselda still there? I saw a lot of people weighing in on it, like, okay, he's not on Shady, is he still with Griselda? You are Griselda, so Nah, I don't mess with them dudes, man. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just joking. I know you don't <laughs> on the album and you want Bush's album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, the relationship's still there. It's just, you know what I mean? Um I reached the end of my uh, you know, my paperwork, my terms. It ain't no smoke or nothing and I'm still Griselda, you know what I'm saying? I right. I built that, you know what I'm saying? Me and Wes. And then at the end of the day, that's family anyway, you know what I mean? That's my, my peoples. Do you remember your mindset when you first signed the Shady? Like, coming from Buffalo, a place that, you know, didn't didn't have a hip-hop scene. When you first signed the Shady, what was your mindset? You like... Man, I was I was ecstatic, man. I ain't gonna lie, I dropped a little tear of success, you feel me? Because, like, you know, coming where we come from, man, it's, you know, we kind of... It's kind of like we did the impossible, you know what I'm saying? And then the way we did it... That part of it felt good. Like, damn, man, we did this shit and we did it our way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was a beautiful moment. You also have a great relationship with Kanye. Did you watch his uh, Genius documentary? Nah, I didn't get a chance to watch that yet, man. But um, I thought about I got to check that out. That y'all probably have a lot in common. Like, did you ever discuss? Because you were in a life or death situation. So was he. And I know that has to affect people's lives and yeah. their mentality too. Did you guys ever have any conversations about that? About that, actually, no. That's fire, yeah. But I seen some clips of the other uh, 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 documentary, and, and um, it reminded me of myself, kind of. That's the same type of shit I was talking. You know what I'm saying? And people used to really think I was bugging and crazy. Like I'm gonna be on top of the world with this shit. Watch, I'm gonna be on the cover of the Double of the, of the XL. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna be the illest. I'm gonna have songs with Jay Z. Watch. I got rejected a lot with my music in the beginning. I, I like to think I proved niggas wrong. <laughs> How did y'all develop a relationship? Me and Ye? Yeah. We had a uh, a show at the Novel. This was the last show. This was like right before the pandemic had started. I don't know if y'all seen the clips when Jay-Z was there talking mm -hmm. to me backstage and stuff. Mm -hmm. So the next morning was, was Sunday. And, uh, you know, we, we went to Sunday service out there in Cali. And, and Ye seen us in the crowd. And, like, after the service, like, called us in the back. Just out of nowhere, I don't know if y'all ever met Ye, but Ye like, we all sitting here right now, we should just go to go to the studio and make some music right now. Before you know it, I was out there for like a week with him, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> then I went back again, that's when we worked on Donda. And you had, you had a lyric that you said, uh, you closer to Ye than Marshall, so what's your relationship with Eminem? Was it more business than personal? Yeah, yeah, it was more business. You know, I, I, I don't want to say the wrong thing, you know what I'm saying? Like. So I'd be kind of careful, but yeah, it was more business, and and rightfully so. That's how our relationship started. Like we don't even really have no, I guess, relationship like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we spoke a couple times on the phone and stuff, and I kicked it with him a couple times at like Coachella and stuff like that. We cool, he cool, he good dude. He called me, told me my album was a classic, man, and he, he loved what I'm doing. Him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? No, he. he I ain't got nothing bad to say about it, you so, feel me? But, you know, Yay and Hove and, you know, guys like that, man, they, they more, you They embrace know, you in a different way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And that's nothing to say bad about, bro. Mm -hmm. he, he held me down, man, gave me this opportunity, this platform. I'm in here kicking it with y'all, you feel me? So what made, what made you do the deal then? Like, if y'all didn't have a personal relationship? Me, I was just thinking about, like, 
the kind of engine that I wanted to have behind me. You know what I mean? I'm thinking about, man, you know, I'm about to have M, I'm about to have Dre holding me down. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a no-brainer type Because at the time, Rock Nation wanted us too. For some reason, I don't know. We just like, man, it, let's go over there. You know what I'm saying? In hindsight, do you feel like that was the right decision? <sighs> yeah and no. Mm-hmm. Yeah and no. You know what I'm saying? If I'm just going to be honest, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, you know, I got to be able to learn. You know what I mean? I got the lesson out of this you know, Eminem for me is like one of my favorite rappers all time. It's my son's favorite rapper. You know what I'm saying? So it's like some bucket list. I did songs with him. I, you know what I mean? I, I I could say I worked with Eminem and I'm a part of that that uh that chapter, that book. I got a chapter in that book over there. You feel me? What's the no? The no is I wish I would have just stayed and did it myself like I like I've been doing kind of without having to be tied down to no paperwork and you know that ain't nothing. To say nothing bad to nobody, but it's like I'm just looking back at it like shit, I did a lot of this shit myself. Like all the relationships and everything I built, I built myself just being a real nigga and just and hustling. And I never got no handouts. I never got no nobody never did nothing to kind of push that and facilitate that. So it's like, what the fuck am I signed for? And you talked about working with Kanye, and I know you've said he had those strict rules, like no drinking, no smoking. <laughs> what was that process like for you creatively? Because I know you're used to going to the studio yeah. and getting the mood right. So how You smell like you got it on you right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did just, you write different, like creatively? How did it affect you? Honestly, it was f***ing me up, ye. I ain't gonna hold you. Like, it was tough the first couple of days. I laid a brick, man, those first couple of days, because I ain't used what? to that. Yeah, it's like I ain't really used to that. And then I was working on, you can call it like gospel music or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I never really went to church and none of that in my life, kind of, you know what I'm saying? And so it was kind of tough, you know what I mean? But I just adapted and adjusted. I, I really had to, I'm going to keep it a hundred with you. I, I really like had to challenge myself and talk to myself. I had some weed out there. I ain't going to lie. I, <laughs> I, swear, I, I just came from Cali. No, we had went to the, the ranch in Wyoming. So, you know, I had to, you know, tuck something in my pocket to get out there. So I would sneak on the side of the house and And one night I really asked myself, like, yo, do I really actually need to, to have a drink or to smoke something to be ill? Like, is my whole predicated off a of drug or alcohol? Like, And I ain't going to lie. I threw that down. And that's when the, that next day and that next day after that and the next day after that, I, I was knocking shit out. You feel me? You sure it wasn't some dirt and you just wanted to get rid of it? No, not coming from Cali, man. Okay. Shout out my man, Big Burner. <laughs> oh, Big Burn holds me down out west. Word. But um, I just challenged myself, like, let me see if I can still do my shit without having a drink, without 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 smoking, without doing the things that I told my mind that I need to, to, to get my shit done. All right, we have more with Conway. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I love the rhythm of your heartbeat. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Conway. His album is out right now, God Don't Make Mistakes. Yee. You also have some really deeply personal songs on this album. Yeah. Like Stressed. Mm-hmm. So when you put that song on the album, was there any hesitation? I know sometimes it's hard to give so much of yourself. Oh my God, Wallow. Nah, it really wasn't. It really wasn't. It was probably, I got a record called The Cow. That was probably more difficult than, than this one. That record, like I actually was crying in the booth, I was rapping it. And every time I perform it almost, and I like break down, I can't even get through the whole verse, honestly. And um. The stress record is kind of like that too, but I felt it was needed, not even just for me. I think people just needed to hear that. 
I don't mind being transparent and, and vulnerable or whatever you might call it. You know what I'm saying? This that I go through on a personal level with my family, with, with you know, my mental, you know, health and all that. So I want to be the one to, you know, advocate the awareness for, for mental health. Like, man, that's cool, man. What do you do to take care of yourself outside of the music then? Uh, Charlamagne smelt it on me. Little <laughs> <laughs> plant-based medicine. Yeah, you feel me? Um, nah, I just... Record. You, you know? go to therapy. I go to therapy. I go to therapy like once a week. I man. have went to some therapy classes, and I can't wait to. I can't wait to do it more. Mm -hmm. Do it more often. I did that shit for like a week. It was something I was working on, like this, uh, like this series with this, uh, this therapist, Doctor Sirianni, and it was actually like real sessions, and we got to unpack a lot of things. And I, I you know, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I felt, I felt good after. You know what I'm saying, and I wanna, I wanna, I wanna continue and go forward to, with that. But I, you know, I still wanna be the guy who say like, like how you said, man, shit, man, I, you go to therapy. It's yeah. all good, like you know what I mean, like it's all good, man. Black men, we got, we we go through a lot of. Shit. We taught to suppress, or we look like suckers. We actually taught not to feel, not to feel. It's like you, you raised a generation of sociopaths. Yeah, man. So. I'm I'm with I'm with all that man getting ourselves like if you you got a toothache you gonna go to the dentist you know right. what I'm saying so like if you got something going on man you know go talk to somebody take care of that in that week what you think is the the, the biggest thing you unpacked like do what make me happy like a lot of the things we talked about was like things like how every I be being pulled in every direction by a lot of people like whether it's you know the homies or the family or just in the industry and all that shit. so people please yeah it's mm -hmm. like sometimes it's okay to please yourself you know what i'm saying and put everybody else second you know what i'm saying so that was the main thing i learned you know what i mean because i'm one of the niggas that i don't know how to say no sometimes mm -hmm. it's the hardest thing for me to do is say no i feel bad even when i gotta tell them i've been i called them back Tim, yo, man, what's your cash app, bro? Same. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Same. And you acknowledge the depression on the song. And sometimes people will tell you that, like, money doesn't make it better. It can make it worse. And success, how has that been for you? Uh, success sucks, man. You know what I mean? It come with a lot of unrealistic expectations and just a lot of just a lot of bullshit, man. More money, more problems, man. And it kind of drives you to a point where you, like, you get to questioning a lot of things. Like, man... Do this shit all even matter? I was, man, I had more fun and was more happier when I was, like, just sleeping on Derringer couch and listening to them make beats on the MP and mm -hmm. rapping for nothing type And it make you feel bad because you know you should have gratitude because this is what you prayed for. Right. And you be feeling ungrateful. Real know? talk. Like, sometimes I be thinking that shit like, damn, man, am I being just, like, unthankful for my blessings that, I, that God put on me? You know what I mean? Maybe this is what my blessing is like to be in a position to give it all to everybody put everybody on and give it all to everybody and maybe that's what it, I don't know I, I ask a lot of questions to myself you know what I mean my doctor you know the doctors describe that as depression mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so you just gotta be resilient man and just focus on your hustle does it make you feel like more of a target to success yeah, yeah, of course. You know, you see rap and shit getting killed and shit every day. Robbed, shot, and all the type of shit. You're definitely a target. You have something that people either A, think they can't have or obtain ever, and B, just because you got it and they jealous, they don't want to see you with it. But like you said, I mean, God don't make mistakes. And right. there were so many right. times that you thought you wouldn't even be here. People right. told you you wouldn't be able to do certain things. Right. 
And it really is a miracle. Yeah, it is. That's why I don't really trip, especially after I got shot. Like, I had some going on in the streets before I got clapped, but after I got shot, a lot of people thought it was over for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I was going to be like a vegetable, and, you know, a lot of my money got stolen. I, you know, I got advantage took of me. So, you know, I think about that. Like, man, I came from having literally nothing to, you know, having it all in some people's minds. So, the doctor said you would be paralyzed trip. from the, they said you would be paralyzed, right? When you got. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was because, like, the nerve damage. I couldn't move my arms and my, I ain't had no feeling in my arms and my leg. But my legs, I couldn't move. I couldn't walk or nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it was that nerve, that nerve damage when I got shot the bullet in my neck. And it was stuck in my neck for like a year and a half. So, like, I had real bad nerve. I couldn't pick this bottle of water up. Let's take a sip. Damn. You feel me? Of course, that moment made you, you know, appreciate life more. But how do you see death now? I don't fear it. Mm -hmm. I don't fear it. I don't fear death. Of course, we all want to live forever. And, you know, I got kids. So, I definitely want to, you know, be around and see my kids, man. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Same. Grow up and do their thing. Uh, But... I don't know, I've been living in a, a paranoia since then. Like, thinking about, is today gonna be the day I get killed? Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna even lie, like, I think about that shit a lot. Every time I walk out of my house, I'll be checking behind my garbage can and my driveway, like, it's up. That, you know, when you when you a rap and you're successful at this shit, like, you gotta move and think like that. And then it don't help that I already done been through that, you know what I mean? So it's like, I always be on my, on my head on the swivel, like, this shit happen again at any moment. It's just a matter of when. That's PTSD. Did you, did you talk to the therapist about that? Nah, I ain't get a chance to. All right, all right. You know what I mean? You're going to keep going back, though, right? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Is there any time when you have those moments of peace, though, where there's no anxiety, no PTSD, just those pockets of peace? Rarely. It, it just, you know, when I'm burying myself in the work, I kind of like, like just not think about nothing but work. And again, I don't really give a f Like, whatever is going to happen, happen. Like, I ain't, you know, ducking no wreck. Or like, you know what I'm saying, living in a place of fear mm -hmm. or like on some cowards. Like, nah, I'm I'm fully prepared for whatever come my way. But at the same time, I just think about it all the time. Like all the time, cause I've been through it. It's just a matter of like, when? Mm -hmm. And then a matter of if, unfortunately. When you, when you think about the title, yeah, I'm God, don't make mistakes. Other than the shooting, what personal experiences have you had that let you know that statement is absolutely true? making it out of Buffalo with music or anything. Nobody didn't really make it out, bro. And then, like, you know, I've been through shit, like, I've been through a lot. Like, I lost some friends. I lost family. I, you know what I mean? And But I can't say other than because the shooting was the main part of it, Charlemagne. Like, mm -hmm. you know, man, I got shot three and shot in my head and my neck, bro. I was told I wasn't going to be able to do none of this. That's why I don't be tripping when, you know, I be reading, like, comment like when other people post shit, it'll be like that never probably heard of me or seen me what's wrong with his face man that look crazy it's like i don't really trip like if that's all i gotta deal with after being shot three times like i in the head neck and the shoulder bang 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 and all i gotta deal with is some goofy ass mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like shit, i don't give a fuck about that shit, nigga i can wake up in the morning brush my teeth i can still i can still hustle, you know what i mean count money work. you know what i mean you you weren't pronounced dead or nothing, were you? Nah. Coma or? Nah. So you remember all of that pain for I what it was? You know, I kind of got lucky because I didn't really have to have no major surgeries and then the bullets kind of passed through and the only one got stuck in my neck 
and it was like right by my carotid artery and it was like too close to that for the doctor to try to surgically get it out or whatever so he was hoping that the the, the dead tissue and the scarred tissue would kind of like push it up have like a cocoon effect and just hold it there mm. i was he went i was supposed to have that live with that forever and um i was just prematurely trying to get back in in, in shape and stuff i started trying to like like work out and stuff a little and i think me straining so hard kind of made that just start moving and then that shit was kind of like bulging out my neck like poking out my neck and when i went to like to the dot like just to see him my annual little trip my weekly little trips or whatever he touching that shit, he like nah he just had emergency surgery got it out but it was just like a little incision got that shit out and i was good but i just had the nerve damage you know what i'm saying i could barely i'm on a cane and shit at that time and gradually getting my you know getting stronger rocking you know i went from like a wheelchair then to like a walker then a cane gradually start being able to walk again all right we have over conway when we come back don't move it's the breakfast club good morning Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Conway. His album is out right now. God don't make mistakes. Yee. How many labels are trying to holler at you now? Because I'm sure that now that you're free and been putting out this music, everybody working with you, is there a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes? Yeah, yeah. Some stuff happening behind the scenes, man. Everybody want to, you know, get in that business with Conway, man. But honestly, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that uh things will work themselves out with Griselda. What do you mean, like Griselda get a label deal? Or? I'm gonna keep it hunting. When I did, when we did that shit in the beginning, I really wasn't all the way. Man, I'm, I'm gonna keep it a bar. I ain't even read that contract, bro. I ain't read that shit. I just signed that shit and moved on. And you know, unfortunately, the contracts wasn't in my favor. So now going forward, that is time for, you know, to re redo all that. I gotta make sure if it's if it's in my favor now, like you know what I mean. We can figure something out, which I'm sure we will. You know what I mean. But that's the first situation I'm talking to is about is like, yo, Wes, what we gonna do? Was it the money that made you sign without like getting a lawyer or anything? Or? I didn't get no. I didn't get no money. Oh, Shady didn't give you the money. Some pocket change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Not even with Shady. You know, I did three deal, three contracts with Shady and the Scope and Griselda, and you know. Everybody able to, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. How, how how did that work out with you with your bros though? Cause it's like, cause they, I think I heard did I hear you and Wes are actually. Yeah, brothers? I mean I have no idea how it worked out for them with them. You know what I mean with everybody else. I just know what happened, how it went with me, which I'm okay with. I I, I could sleep at night. You know what I mean. I know what I did and how I kept it and how I rock. You feel me? You know now you know it's the end. You know what I'm saying? We done dropped some beautiful music. Let's continue. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we will. I'm all for that. Like, that's, a, again, like, I'll be seeing, like, the headlines and the, the tweets and, you know, people like, and I'm, I mean, I, I just know it ain't no, really no smoke. You know what I'm saying? It's just the end of some terms that just need to be changed. That's all. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you trust people after all this, though? You I don't. Do a lot. I don't no more. You Nobody? <laughs> Not even, like, Western... Nah, I don't trust nobody no more. Damn. I trust it to be all business. Mm -hmm. I trust me. If it all go right, it's my fault. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at sh I what, what did I do wrong? I look at sh like that now. Like, what did I do wrong? What could I have done to make it better? You know what I'm saying? And again, like, I ain't saying that to, like, throw shots at nobody. Like, it's all I love. Like, you feel me? 
You gotta look out for yourself and do what's best for you. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's that's important now for me. I tried it the other way. And I got nothing out of it. You know what I mean? I no no nothing. You know what I mean? People don't even know how involved I am in the whole Griselda and stuff, which, you know, it sucks, but I don't trip like I said, I don't trip off of nothing. So did you get any money off all that music you've been putting out? In the beginning, no. A lot of my money came from like my side hustles, selling mm -hmm. the merch and doing little shows and features and shit from here and there, but you know, no. So as many times as I listen, to, I want you to be proud of me that don't go to Conway. Oh, well, yeah, that, that, cause that was, you know, I, I did that for me. Okay, okay. I, mean, I thought you was talking about like from those situations. Got you, got you. You know, early on too, when we was doing that shit, we ain't do a lot of, we ain't putting nothing on streams. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, None of like Reject Two and Hitler and Hitler One through Three Four Five all them. Shits. Don't get scared now and all that. We we really we built. That's another thing that's dope about how we got to this point and got T because we ain't even had no stream history or a whole lot of followers or views on YouTube or nothing. And so that's that was that's crazy. Like I don't think that get talked about enough how we did that and got deals. You know, sank. We with Shady. We with you know what I mean. All these people. And we don't even got streaming history, so mm -hmm. I mean, to answer your question. Like a lot of those earlier projects, nah, we don't, I don't get no, we don't get no, none of us do, cause we ain't, it wasn't on no, no streaming stuff. I'm gonna just say the paperwork really wasn't in my favor. Wait, wait, That's wait. all, you know what I'm saying? And again, I'm glad though, because had I not went through that, I wouldn't, I still be on some, shit, not reading paperwork. Yeah, you need that lawyer. Not trying to you be need in the offices, <laughs> all that. Shit. Yeah, now I'm, I, I got to be hands on. You think sometimes you might be competing against yourself because you drop Greetings Earthlings same week as the album God Don't Make Mistake. Yeah, yeah, I am. I don't know. It's just me trying to stay busy, man. Like, I be feeling slighted. I be feeling like I don't respect this shit enough, A, or not enough people is aware and know what I'm doing. Like, I ain't did enough yet. Let me go. So the idea with that was like, I wanted to get back to just the bar, like just smoking, you know what I'm saying? And just... Flooded like flood like on some Wayne. Mm -hmm. What year is that when Wayne was going crazy? You know like old, old every four. time you turn no around, one never did it like that. A, you see what I'm saying? Right, nobody never did it like that. So for me to, I was just trying to patch into that. Like yo, I'm about to have a year where I'm just going crazy on everything. Is that why you gave B dot a little shot on the Tanner talk? Nah, V dot my man, man. I was just, <laughs> you know, I was just getting, you know, a little, a, a little jab, man. You she me? had you on the list. She had you at number five. Absolutely, <laughs> it was, which was egregious in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, shout out V dot, man. I love you. I got, I got a few more questions. Your label, mm -hmm. what's the name of it? Drumwork Music. Drumwork Music. I know you got one of your artists in there now. Yeah, Jay Skis in here. Okay, Jay yeah, Skis. Yeah. And there was rumors you might sign Beanie? I think I was hearing that. Nah, yeah, you probably was, but I don't know where that rumor came from. We never had no discussions and talked about, you know, that. But, you know, we definitely spent some, you know, couple days and locked in the studio and got some records and shit done. And, you know what I mean? We definitely discussed other plans and for the for the future, for the year. And, and again, like, I mean, if that's what he want to do, man, the door's open, baby. I wanted to ask you this earlier. This is my final question. It's like, you know, after the shooting, how hard was it for you to let go of not wanting revenge or retribution for, for that that anger? How how hard was that to let go? I'm gonna be honest, bro. I didn't have no heinous nothing heinous in my heart. Honestly, I was too focused on the come up. You know what I'm saying? And I was just too too thankful to even be able to still 
man, I'm still here. You know what I mean? When I heard about, you know, I'm wake, you wake up and come to and you, you realize, yo, you hit where you hit at. And then you grab the mirror and you seeing your face and all that shit. It's like, you know, it's, you definitely had, you know, some thoughts, some dark thoughts and all that. But, you know, I, I really didn't have that, Charlamagne. I really didn't feel nothing heinous in my heart towards nothing or nobody. I was just too focused on the comeback. You feel me? Mm -hmm. That's probably that's why you blessed now. Because if you'd have held on to that, yeah. who knows? You might have tricked yourself off the street or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Conway the Machine, man. God don't make mistakes is out right now. Good to finally build with you, bro. Absolutely, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate y'all for having me up here. I Absolutely. know. We've been trying to get you up here for the longest. We've been missing each other. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw good, man. Timing is everything. <laughs> God don't make mistakes. You At feel all. me? It's Conway right the Machine. Now. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. All right, now, Jane Campion, who, by the way, uh, won at the Critics' Choice Awards for The Power of the Dog for Best Picture and Best Adapted Screenplay, uh, she has apologized to Venus and Serena Williams after making some crazy comments at the awards. Here's what she had to say. Love out to my fellow fellow fellow, the guys, <laughs> the nominees. And, and, you know, Serena and Venus, you are such marvels. However, you do not play against the guys. <laughs> Like, I have to. <laughs> What's that mean? Right, exactly. So I guess she was trying to say for the category that she's in, you know, women uh, haven't really won that award as much as, you know, she's a female director, but I don't understand what that had to do with Venus and Serena. It was a really inappropriate time to try to bring up the struggles that she has and try to compare them it's not even the same thing, though. You're talking, yeah, you're talking about sports versus uh, <sighs> you know, directing, directing. And by films. the way, Venus and Serena could beat a lot of the guys too. Yes, and so absolutely. She actually did face a lot of backlash over these comments, and she has issued this statement: "I made a thoughtless comment equating what I do in the film world with all that Serena Williams and Venus Williams have achieved. I did not intend to devalue these two legendary black women and world-class athletes." And the fact is that Williams sisters have actually squared off against men on the court and off, and they have both raised the bar and opened doors for what is possible for women in this world. The last thing I would ever want to do is minimize remarkable women. I love Serena and Venus. Their accomplishments are titanic and inspiring. Serena and Venus, I apologize and completely celebrate you. Yeah, I don't understand why people do that. Like, everybody's work is different. Like, you don't diminish, you know, what they do in their field, you know, just because, you know, the way you work in your field is different because you're not as athletic as Serena and Venus. You would never be able to run up and down that tennis court. No Just way. give them a compliment <laughs> you know I mean? and so, celebrate them and, and leave it, it at that. You don't have to try to say, oh, square off against me. But it was very thoughtless. But there are pictures of her uh, hugging and with Venus afterwards and everything. So Venus and Serena did not comment on this, but a lot of people did. And if you get a chance, definitely check out King Richard. Uh, I seen oh, yeah, it a couple great. days ago on a plane, and it is great. So mm -hmm. see, see, watch King Richard. Find King. it wherever you, you need to find it. King Richard, no doubt. Did you see it yet? No, I haven't seen King Richard. What's another name for Richard? Rich. Rich. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, Mace <laughs> has some issues with Diddy. He put out a song called Oracle 2, The Liberation of Mason Betha. And a lot of people are saying he's going at Diddy. Yeah, I love how you say this. Like, it's a new headline. <laughs> <laughs> like, you haven't said this at least nine times since we've been doing Breakfast Club. Here it is. Yeah, Harlem looking, repping down a Vegas trip with my own shit. You roll my burner again and go and rep your own hood. I'm not hating on your Billy Worth. Right now, I'm only saying what you really worth. You ain't no R. 
fuck a tech. You just a nigga in all that market death. Go pay his mama what she really worth. Again. We ain't gang, we ain't ghosts, we ain't family, we ain't foes, and we definitely not bros. We ain't nothing. This is weird. Okay, Pastor Mason Betha. It's been a long time. They went on tour with each other. They did shows with each other. They even did what? TV appearances with each other. So where's this coming from? I don't know, but you see a lot of people have been speaking out about Diddy from making the band and having things to say about uh, their treatment and the contracts and all of that. So I feel like Mace did this already, though. He does. He does, he does if, he, I mean, he, he expresses his disdain for Diddy every every couple of years. That is that is very true. But they went on the road with each other. They went on tour. I thought. They did. I just, you know, I feel like the Mace record could have been good, but it's not because there's some bars there. <laughs> could have been good, but it's not. What no, said because it. because there's some bars <laughs> there. Like he's 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 actually spitting, but you know, just everything about it sounds dated. Like why is Mace using auto tune? Like you don't need that, King. Thank you, Mace. Like just spit. You know. Uh, all right, now Jesse Smollett's team is requesting that he be released from jail, and they also shared a threatening call that they received, and so. Uh, yes, I don't know what's going on, but here is Patrice Colors giving an update on Jesse Smollett. I'm in Chicago and was able to see Jesse today. Um, today is the first day that he's going to be able to get an actual bed. He's been sleeping on a restraint bed. Uh, they've also filed uh, for him to be released, filed to the appellate court. Hopefully, we'll learn by this week he'll get out. Um, we need folks to call um, the jails and check up on him but also say that you think he should be freed. And the last thing is we need folks to challenge the misinformation and disinformation around this case. What happened to Jesse could happen to any of us, and it's completely unacceptable. All right, now the uh, Rolling Stone has transcribed one of the phone calls threatening harm upon Jesse Smollett that was received. It says, I hope what they do to that guy in jail, here's what they're going to do, right? They're going to take a broom handle and take that little blank, shove it in there, and he's going to go scream and that's what the person in the call said as transcribed by Rolling Stone I do think uh, Jesse got too much you know jail time if he should have got jail time at all but there still has to be some type of um, accountability right mm -hmm. because his lawyers could not prove that what he was saying was true that's just really that simple who felt like who failed Jesse in this situation right I mean, <laughs> like he still he still says that you know he was falsely accused of this so his lawyer should have been able to prove that you know, so I don't but know, they but they definitely otherwise. are making an example Correct. out of him. They had they had evidence that showed the contrary to what he was saying. Yeah, but I guess they're saying that his time that he got is a, is a little I agree extreme. with that. No, I agree with that. I think so too. Right. I agree no one was that. hurt. I don't know what the president Money was is. Spent. Maybe some financial restitution and some probation. Or yeah, something. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what the precedent is in a case like this, but it does feel like you know 150 days was excessive. But I think it's you know I think it's all bullcrap because at first they were going to drop the case. Remember, they dropped it at first, mm -hmm. and then because of the backlash, they came and now he gets this much time. I think I think it's extreme. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Missy. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Man, four after the hour. Can we talk about how there's a thin line between pranks and bullying? Huh? Texas Elections Administrator Denise Ann Hernandez, former Texas Elections Administrator Denise Ann Hernandez. She needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her this morning. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. So Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here, and it's NFT Tuesday. And a moment at The Breakfast Club, NFT is alive, featuring the cast and classic show moments true Breakfast Club fans will instantly recognize. So don't wait. Head over to oneup.com to grab your exclusive Breakfast Club NFTs today. WWPRFM HD1 New York. And iHeartRadio Station. Let me put a little bit of The Breakfast Club up in your lifestyle. DJ Envy. 
Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. You are rock, 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 with the best. Charlemagne, say the game, don't get under Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Well, donkey of the day for Tuesday, March 15th, goes to former Texas Elections Administrator Denise Ann Hernandez. Uh, she is 54 years old of Athens, Texas. Now, let the record show I love a good prank. Okay, if a great prank can be pulled off that doesn't involve anyone getting hurt or traumatized too badly, I'm all for it. Now, if you have a phobia that causes trauma, like say you're scared of spiders or rats, I'm definitely using that against you in a prank. I'm sorry. Okay, my good brother Wax is absolutely afraid of mice and rats, and we have spent good money buying lifelike remote control rats to scare the hell out of him. Okay, sometimes you have to, you know, have people call and pretend to be a city health official. Letting you know that you may have been exposed to someone with an incurable STD. Those are solid pranks, okay? But some people would take pranks too far. And this woman, Denise Ann Hernandez, is one of those people. See, 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 see. Uh, yeah, she's one of those people, okay? See, uh, pranks are all good, unless someone gets hurt. You heard me say that earlier. And Denise is in jail right now. She was arrested on two counts of assault causing bodily injury. What? prank did Denise do that caused bodily harm? Do we have a news report? We don't have a news report? Okay, well, let me tell y'all uh, what she did. Denise decided to roll up on two co-workers and offer them both a cup of pink liquid that she called Spark Energy Drink. All right, the two co-workers drank the drinks, and then Denise asked them if they had finished, and she found out that they did. She started making fun of them for drinking it, and then she started singing, you just drank colon cleanser. You just drank colon cleanser in a childish manner. I don't get the joke. I don't see what's funny about it. Okay, now if you got them to drink a laxative, I would understand. But getting them to drink colon cleanser, I don't get it. Okay, I am all for the benefits of colon cleansing, by the way. Okay, those toxins that get into your gastrointestinal tract can cause all types of problems. All right, arthritis, high blood pressure. When you do that colon cleansing and get those toxins out, it boosts your energy, enhances your immune system, helps with weight loss, improves digestion, boosts your mood, even reduces the risk of colon cancer, so they say. Okay, that's why I don't understand why this was even a joke to Denise. All right, Denise is 54. If she was working with people age 45 and older, she should have been encouraging them to go get a, a colonoscopy. Okay? Yes, at 45. It used to be 50 a, a few years ago, but the American Cancer Society reduced the age of uh, collect, co col what do they call it? Co color what? Colorectoral. Okay. Colon cancer screenings. There you go. Okay, from age 50 to 45. Why? Because colon cancer cases are on the rise among young and middle-aged people. So, yes, yeah, starting at the age of 45, you should undergo regular colon cancer screenings. Now, my old nut ass. We'll probably still be doing pranks when I'm 50 plus. But I'm not playing when it comes to certain things. And anything that has to do with the colon is one of them. Now, you heard me talk about all those health benefits of colon cleansing. But, but from what I can see, there is no actual evidence that colon cleansing produces any of those health benefits. Okay, we previ previously discussed. And colon cleanses in animals are safer when prescribed by a licensed physician. Okay, before, you know, uh, the, the, the colonoscopy are for treatment of constipation. Okay, they can come with their own set of side effects, including bloating and dehydration and cramping. And this is what happened to one of Denise's co-workers. She already had a medical condition that was made worse by the colon cleanse liquid that, you know, Denise gave her. So, Denise, you went too far. All right. And I still don't know why. 
Does it make you poop? I don't know. If a colon cleanse makes you poop, then I understand the joke. But in that case, you would be teasing the person because they can't stop pooping, not because they drank the colon cleanser. Denise, this is not funny. Okay, this is like a man, you know, getting a colonoscopy and then finding out it wasn't a colonoscopy. This is like sending a friend to Dr. Fleece Johnson to get to get a colonoscopy. I like booty. You find out later. <laughs> What's so funny? Go ahead, man. You find out later that wasn't a tube in your rectum. Nothing funny about that, okay? And that's the point of a good prank. A good prank is harmless, not malicious. A good prank shouldn't hurt anyone, physically, mentally, or emotionally. And most importantly, the person you are playing the prank on should find it funny. If not, then that pranking becomes bullying. And it's a very thin line between bullying and pranking. And Denise, you crossed it. Please give former Texas Elections Administrator Denise Hernandez the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. And I still don't get the joke. Why is that funny that somebody drank colon cleanser? Like, I don't get it. Question. Didn't you have one already? Excuse me? <laughs> Did you have one already? No, but I am. Are you you gotta have I'm not forty five yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. What did you do? You did you did some type of check. What are you talking about, man? Because I just remember that you did it mad early. Listen, and, stay and me out and Dr. Of... Oz were wondering why you did it so early. No, 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 no. I got a colonic. Stay out of that man's butt. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, right. You're right. <laughs> I thought you were about to say business. I got a colonic. Oh, you got a colonic. I, got a, I, had, a, I had a couple weeks worth of colonics. Okay, yeah. I don't know about colonics either, though. The same way that you talk about uh, colon cleansing having a lot of health benefits, yes. I don't know if colonics actually have a lot of Dr. Oz benefits. told you that before you went, but right. you still wanted to go. Now, why not? He said it felt good. <laughs> it's a colon clean. I mean, I thought I was doing something that was benefiting me. And I'm not I like saying, booty. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that it doesn't benefit. I'm just saying that there's not a lot of evidence that shows any of this stuff actually, you know, cleans your colon. But you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> I mean, why not? I tried it. I, I tried to I, I tried to colonic. Tried. It was a process. You had to go for like, I think you had to do six of them. Six? No, oh. no, I said it was one. See, you liked it. Okay. It wasn't one. It was like a, it's you a went process. Six times? You went six if times. If I remember correctly, that was so long ago. Okay. But you know you should go get your you should go get your colon checked if you are forty five <laughs> years old. Long, long. <laughs> Don't let that escape. You know I know y'all joking, but if you're forty five, go get your uh go get your colon cancer screening. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey. I can't believe it. you went six times. Six times. I think it was six times. Yeah. A lot of people get colonics though. People get yeah, colonics. We make time for things that are important to us. So. It, it is health mm-hmm. is very important to me. It absolutely is. All right. Well, when we come back, the creators of Black Love, I know you've seen the show on OWN. They'll be joining us, Cody and Tommy Oliver. We're going to kick it with them when they come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us this morning. We have Cody and Tommy Oliver, the creators of Black Love. Welcome. Yes. Hello. Welcome Thank back. Thank you for having us. And still in love. <laughs> Very much so. Still in love. <laughs> More today pan- than then. How did the pandemic affect your relationship? Because some people got a lot stronger. Some people learned a lot more about themselves. Mm-hmm. Some, some people, people had a bunch of babies. All of the above. Some people don't like each <laughs> other. Except that. <laughs> Except Except that. Okay, <laughs> we went into the pandemic with uh, twins that were a year and a half. So there was no desire to add to that. (laughs) Mm -mm, No. So I probably like spending time with her more than she likes spending time with me. 
And so I was happy. That's I was honest. good. Happy? And why don't you I like was. spending time with him? It's not that I don't like spending time with him. The <laughs> he pandemic, likes it more. The pandemic was, exactly. The <laughs> pandemic was harder on me from the get-go. I mean, mm-hmm. we work together. We live together. We have these tiny humans. We had no help with the kids for a long time and during that period. But yeah, it was hard at first. So I would say it was a good period because we, I, saw a therapist. Mm-hmm. And then he would see said therapist. And it was honestly amazing. So did you guys go together or you went individually? No, so the therapist was her therapist. Okay. And then mm-hmm. I would occasionally talk to the therapist. And honestly, I've said this to her before and I feel like I'll get in trouble for saying it, oh, but Lord. her talking to the therapist was the best thing that ever happened in our relationship. And I will say that him talking to said therapist was the best thing that Explain happened. Explain why. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to I wanna know why. I know why. Yeah. Because the therapist told her she was wrong on things that she thought was right and finally you got your I told you so moment. Is that what you think? I'm talking to the therapist. It's not about sir. being right or wrong. Bro, I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah. So why was it, why, why was it great? that she's seen the therapist because we got to a place that was just lovely is what it really comes down to and so i think that there are different things that people need in relationships and sometimes it's easy to say that oh everybody needs therapy everybody needs this or everybody needs whatever but sometimes one person needs something and that doesn't mean that it's a problem the other person doesn't or people respond to things differently it's like i may have an iron an iron deficiency and so that means you got to start eating more spinach or taking iron supplements no but in this case, it was all about what I think you needed for you to better understand me in some ways. Mm-hmm. And I just think that what? So we will this forever. Is very, I, love we, this. I know y'all were, we <laughs> got right this there. I'm like, I'm like again, this is so <laughs> fascinating. We okay. will forever disagree on the fact. I, I think therapy can benefit everyone. Mm-hmm. Now, there are folks that feel like they don't need it, don't want, don't want it. But I think it can benefit everyone. And so we will forever disagree because he's like, no, you like therapy. I don't. OK, cool. So why was mm-hmm. it beneficial? It was beneficial because it allowed me first off again, pandemic. Right. We stuck together in this house. I don't have an outlet and I don't want to go off on him. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And we got three little kids. So it's already just stressed for no reason sometimes. So it allowed me to talk through the things that were on my mind. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to to. Re, to figure out healthy ways to communicate with mm-hmm. him, healthy ways to process the things that he, were annoying me. And uh, if you ask me what they were, I don't remember. I mean, this mm-hmm. is however many years mm-hmm. ago now. Um, but it it just allowed me to process without taking stuff out on him that I didn't need to. And then, honestly, him talking to her pretty frequently, I mean, I would say about once a month, um, allowed her to to just bridge the gap sometimes. Both sides of yes, she mm-hmm. could talk to him and understand where he's coming from and better help me. And so for me, I, I think the full circle of it all, both of us talking to her was very valuable. I don't think that I want I don't to disagree with that. her by myself because I think I need it and love it. Right. But it was very valuable that he also saw her. What were some of the, the, the problems or the things that were going in between your relationship that would cause you to, you know, possibly buck off on him? So... <laughs> <laughs> So as I said, we work together, we live together. Mm-hmm. We he's from Philly, I'm from Texas, and and there's a lot of things you can take from that. But just take the <laughs> the the stigma, right? Like East Coast hard tells it like it is, and I'm like soft, charming, sweet, you know. And not to say he's not sweet, but those personality differences are huge, both professionally and personally. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that our our work dynamic is complicated I'm not trying to be vague it's just it is a lot right oh really now he's filming me <laughs> our, our our work dynamic is 
sometimes he's the boss. Like we're partners, but there's a lot of things that he knows better than me. And so it can get a little like, are you telling me to do this? Or are you suggesting that we... I was wondering because, you you know, I taped Black Love with you guys yesterday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh Thank you for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Watching you guys together. Mm -hmm. Right? Because he might say, put the mic on. Right? Mm -hmm. But that's what he would usually say. But Mm -hmm. since you his wife, Mm -hmm. it's like a little... Put the, it's no put the wife on, babe. It's put the put the mic on, mm-hmm. and then I heard you say you put the mic on. <laughs> so then it was like it wasn't like a fight, but I could feel like the little uh-huh. like yeah. who you telling to put the mic on? You put the goddamn yeah, mic you're on. You're so right. Mm-hmm. A lot of and and it can be little microaggressions right. like that, and sometimes it's bigger. I mean, there's I'll give you a perfect example, mm-hmm. and this is one of those examples. I always say that Tommy knows a lot. Mm-hmm. He he knows a lot. He thinks he knows everything. I don't. Whatever. <laughs> but he knows a lot, so it's pretty close, and it's hard sometimes. Early on in our relationship, it would be like, like, why do you think you know better than me? When now, many years later, I realize he there's a lot of things. He, I, I'm humble enough, and I recognize that there's so much that he knows more than me. But in 2018, when I was pregnant with the twins, there was one thing in particular, I can say what it is now, but we you know, have the show, Black Love Doc. We launched blacklove.com. We launched live events. Uh, we have several digital series. In 2018, when we were launching the site and going into the first Black Love Summit, Tommy insisted that I should not be editor-in-chief of the website. Now, this is my baby. This is like, I, wa- I knew what stories I wanted to tell on this you site. you what to do. This is your baby. Not He's just tell you like that. And, tell, and, and, and basically woman. saying mm-hmm. that I can't do it. What? Right? I'm pregnant with these twins. I can do anything. That's okay? right. But ultimately, he was right. Mm-hmm. And he was right because what he was seeing was from a business standpoint, you can't run this company, Black Love Inc. You can't direct this show, Black Love Doc, and successfully execute as the as the editor of this website should. He was right. But at the time, I'm hearing him tell me something I can't do, not really explaining himself. That's the other part. He knows a lot, but he likes to just tell you what it is right. and not really offer like, this is what I'm saying. I'm trying to get you to understand. No, he's direct. I you think, think that you would receive that better from someone else? Because yes, sometimes I do. it's the person close mm-hmm. to you and it's hard to take it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we had all of our kids in the first three years of marriage. And we got mm-hmm. engaged and married in a year and a half. So we, I'm honestly, we, we barely knew each other. Mm-hmm. So there was so much of a learning curve while he's telling me what I can and cannot do from a place of love and from a place of understanding. He's very good at business. But it just felt like... You can't tell me that. It just mm-hmm. felt like, no, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. All right, we have more with Cody and Tommy Oliver, the creators of Black Love. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Cody and Tommy Oliver. They're the creators of Black Love on the OWN Network. Yee? When you guys have these uh, really in-depth conversations with people who I'm sure you both can relate to mm-hmm. in situations as well, and then you become friends mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. as well. So you've built up a, a community. So mm-hmm. um, who are some people that you feel like during the course of filming that you've really connected with? There's so many. And and but I know you you think on it while I say black love for us. We didn't like I said, we didn't have our married parents. So it was a way for us to sort of build a marriage village, Mm -hmm. at least in the storytelling. Like we're learning from them. But it's been really beautiful because so many people have become invested in us as a result. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the first go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, it's it's exactly that. And but it's also really great because, again, yesterday we interviewed them. I learned stuff. That was our, I don't know, 250th interview. Mm -hmm. And I learned stuff from that interview. Mm -hmm. And you are people who. I'm the 
I'm able to benefit from your journey and your vulnerability. And we've had that in spades. So going back to season one, somebody like Erica and Warren Campbell. Oh, gosh. Who yeah. have been. We've become very close yes. with them. And Vanessa Bell Calloway mm-hmm. and, and Tony Calloway. And mm-hmm. they're a great example. Not story for another day. But we spent all of 2016 arguing, arguing about our son's name. Mm-hmm. And ultimately. I wanted a junior. She was like, nah. Ultimately, <laughs> Vanessa, I credit her for saying, like, give that man his junior, which I knew she was going to say, but like, because she's a very traditional wife, mm-hmm. ultimately his name is Brooks, which is my maiden name, but which that is... was a gift that Tommy gave me after the fact. Nice. Um, but they, you know, they're amazing. Uh, Deval and Kadeen, mm-hmm. uh, they're just so, like, it's great. Ryan and Sterling, mm-hmm. uh, Sterling K. Brown and Ryan Bathe are just absolutely amazing. Um, have you interviewed couples that broke up that's no longer together? We have. So we've interviewed about 250 couples mm-hmm. and there's probably been three, maybe four. Three that we actually aired that yes, broke up. And three. then like one more after that. Did yeah. y'all see the problems at the time or was it one of those things where it was like a shocking? I don't think we... There was only one interview that happened where I saw real issues. And they weren't honest about it. They no. didn't. They didn't break up, and so they're still no. together. <laughs> well, I mean, like, we can say it. Right I there. think if we're talking about the same people, okay. you're, you're. <laughs> we can say because they were on the show, and it was obvious. It was clear, I and think. and so we'll unpack it a little bit. You know them. I feel like okay. I know. It's okay. Bart and Star Scott. Okay. okay. So we talked to them. Oh, Is that not who you were thinking? No. Of? Well, oh, we, we can go with them. Well, I'll, I'll just. <laughs> I'll, giving content i don't want to just throw somebody's name out there and be like eh. right uh but we talked about the fact that there was infidelity in the relationship we talked about the fact that as tommy and i were having this conversation we we're thinking they're talking about years ago but they were talking about years ago and recently oh present so yeah. it was unfolding before our eyes mm. in real time in real time it aired so that's mm-hmm. why i'm like comfortable saying it's not like it's a secret it aired they're aware and so we were talking about this i was talking to your wife about this yesterday very much wanting to know how they're doing now because I don't know. And I think a big part of it is for us has always been about making sure we honor people's stories and mm-hmm. handle them appropriately. And so it's never about taking things out of context or making things salacious. And it's, it's about as, the real journey. Correct. That's- and as you always say, it's about the hardest things that people go through and how they got through them. Mm-hmm. Who and are you so, thinking of, Tommy? Yeah, I want to know. I, I don't know if he said it publicly, so are I'm not going to say it. Up? No, they're, they're still together. Remember oh, he, so he called me after and oh no they've said it since okay they just did an interview I actually watched it uh ooh never mind just to, <laughs> we had a couple we had a couple uh-huh. um who actually I am very close to the wife um who it seemed like there was infidelity and during the interview Tommy asked him explicitly and he said no yeah because it was one of those things where he was talking around it and it's for, for most of the interview Cody does the talking like I'll talk sometimes if there's a question or if there's something that sort of I don't know, feels different. Mm-hmm. And I knew that it wasn't adding up. And I mean, I heard it too, but Tommy asked him and he said no. And I asked him point blank. And he was like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I let it go. I, I let it. I mean, I think I asked maybe one more follow-up question and mm-hmm. it was clear that he wasn't willing to talk about it. And so I let it go. And then he called me, uh, I don't know how long after. A couple months? Maybe, yeah. Maybe a year. And he, he apologized. Mm-hmm. He was like, look, man to man, I lied to you. Mm-hmm. Like you asked me a question and I lied to your face. And I I want to apologize. And I also want to ask if there are any people that you can connect me with who can help me through this journey mm-hmm. because I want to be a better husband. 
I want to be somebody who can figure out it. And it was. And so, like, I connected him with Neil Brown Jr., who talked about, actually, that's another one who became very, very good friends Mm -hmm. um, because he talked about his journey coming back from infidelity. I also connected him with Warren. Mm -hmm. And so, because he talked about it as well in season one. And, but that was, that was one where it was just, uh, he wanted to do the work. He wanted to figure it out. And I also appreciated that he, he lied and he apologized. Not yeah. that he had to, yeah. but just sort of an indication of the type of person that he was and the type of person that he wanted to be. And they are still together. Yep. That's dope. Well, I look forward to the next season. And like I said, which I is the last season. The last season? Yeah. The Why? last season. What? This is an ongoing thing. What's wrong with y'all? Not anymore. It's an ending <laughs> okay. thing. Black love as a whole, ongoing thing. Black love, the docu-series. So Black Love Inc. is a company is thriving and we're still going to continue to do cool things. Mm-hmm. So we've got the live podcast events. network, live yeah. events, uh, virtual events. All of our socials are Digital Black series. Love Plus app. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also see all six seasons on the Black Love Plus app or on Hulu or on Discovery Plus. And so, but a big part of it is. I, I, want, I want him to tell us, well, who did you see yesterday when we did the interview? Did you see a PA? Did you see a gaffer? Did you see? No. It was four of us. Yes. yes. Four of us in the room. No and help. No. For every and single so interview. For, so you're wow. doing it yourselves anyway. For so. all six seasons, for all 250 interviews, it's a production crew of two. It is the only broadcast show on mm-hmm. TV with a production crew of two people. They kicked and my baby out. Yeah, they said the baby couldn't be there. <laughs> That's not what? exactly how <laughs> that happened. That, that, that is what happened. No, <laughs> you guys the baby <laughs> oh, in the hallway. We told your assistant to leave. Well, kindly, kindly. And then you were like, wait, the baby's here. So we were like, cool, cool, cool. She can go in another room. <laughs> the baby was by herself in the other room? The baby's by herself in the other yeah. room. She was trapped in, though. She was good money. But the whole reason... Just joking, my assistant. For anybody out there, no, my assistant was watching the baby. She was. But the, the whole reason is that it's meant to be an intimate conversation and it's basically two couples at dinner where you can talk about things honestly and openly mm-hmm. and once you have a big production where you've got the AD over there and you've got the gaffer there and you've got a bunch of PAs running around mm-hmm. it feels different and so as we've continued on this journey we're busy mm-hmm. and so we are going to stop while we're ahead <laughs> and focus on the rest of Black Love and also I got a whole other company. <laughs> we got confluential so films. Why don't you guys both have other things? You found another young couple mm-hmm. to do the interviews that y'all did, and y'all still EP it, y'all still do it, and y'all still help the people. So there are more Black Love related series coming. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. It's Cody and Tommy Oliver. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Shaquille O'Neal. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, on the Sports Rush, they are reporting a story about Shaq. And you know this is interesting to me because Shaquille O'Neal is talking about one of the worst business decisions that he ever made. And here's what he had to say when he was on Earn Your Leisure. So my, my agent calls me up and he says, Howard Schultz wants to do business with you. And I'm like, coffee, uh. Because growing up in my household, never seen a black person drink coffee. So it was my thought process that black people didn't drink coffee. You know, we always used to 
see the commercials, fill it to the rim with brim. We used to see the commercials, but in my house it was always sweet tea, hot chocolate. Now, the reason this is fascinating to me, obviously, is because I own a coffee company. Coffee uplifts people. And I do hear a lot of people say that black people don't drink coffee and the reasons why. And I want to shout out to Phyllis Johnson. She's been working in the coffee business for 20 years. She's a black woman. She owns BD Imports. And she's done a lot of studies on this. And, you know, coffee was started in Ethiopia. It has a lot of health benefits. But for some reason, there's this misperception that coffee is not healthy for you. And they also said that celebrity endorsements for coffee tend to come from middle-aged white men. Men, while celebrity endorsements for carbonated beverages and fruit juices more often come from young black athletes or musicians. So they said that in the United States, uh, black people, African-Americans, as far as how much they drink coffee, is on the lower end of that spectrum. And uh, they always trail behind Hispanics and white people. So just some misperceptions. But he would have had $100 million more about that type of valuation if he would have made that investment. So since then, he has done some things. But according to Shaq, that was the worst business decision that he's ever made. All right. Now, we told you about College Hill, the celebrity edition on BET. Well, now they have given a green light for this to premiere this summer. It's an eight-episode series. We told you some people on it. Now we have uh, the whole cast that will feature NeNe Leakes, Ray J, Lamar Odom, Big Frida, Stacey Dash, Dream Doll, India Love, and Slim Thug. All of them are heading back to class to expand their educational horizons. They'll live together, and they'll also join the HBCU uh, Texas Southern University as students. So that's going to be the celebrity edition. If you guys are excited to see them go back to school, going back to school is not a bad idea, depending on what it is that you want to learn. All right, now 90 Day Fiance, Stephanie Mato. We've heard this story about her giving out and selling jars of her own farts, right? She's been selling these and she made about $100,000 uh, just last year selling these farts online. Well, now she's also giving them out at strip clubs at her appearances. And so these fart jars also are going to be an NFT venture for Stephanie as well from 90 Day Fiance. Here's what she had to say when she was on TMZ. I've been getting requests for farting videos and fart scented underwear, jars of farts for many months now. Ever since I launched my new platform, Unfiltered, I sold out. How much longer do you think you're going to keep this up? Honestly, it has taken a little bit of a toll on my body because there was one day that I ate so many fiber one bars that I thought I was going to go to the emergency room. Oh I've had God. to kind of slow down. And so um, I will keep doing this as long as it remains lucrative and something healthy for me, both emotionally and physically. I'm not mad at her. I'm never going to knock the hustle. If dumbass people want to buy jars of farts and there's a market for that, then sell them jars of farts. But how the hell is that going to be an NFT? Question. What? How long does the smell stay in the jar? Now, I don't know, but I want to find try out. It. No, no, I'm, I mean, I'm just curious to how long the fart smell stays in the jar. You how is that an NFT? This is why people don't know what NFTs are. Because I need to know what the hell, how is this an NFT? Well, sometimes NFTs lead back to something. So you could purchase like a an jar NFT, of farts. And then it can yes. come with, or it can give you exclusive access to a fart jar. Well, buy a nasty fart token if you want to then. Go ahead. That's your <laughs> NFT. Do you think? I'm not going to say who, but someone up here said that they actually tried this before when they what, were younger. Buying a jar of farts? No, actually farting in a jar and closing it. It definitely wasn't me because I'll tell you I did that. But you heard it. Just who? Taylor? Okay. All right. Taylor, now you farted in a jar before? I just want to see if it works. <laughs> All right, now, Coyle Ray has announced her Nicki Minaj <laughs> collaboration, Blick Blick. So that is going to be coming out. Remember, uh, initially, Benzino had revealed the news that Coy had a song with Nicki Minaj. Yep. 
And Quayle Ray got upset because she said, I'm going to need you to sit the F down, grab you some popcorn, enjoy the show, and clap for me when it's time to clap for me. All right, Daddy? Don't worry. And she said, I told him all this before I hopped online, and he did apologize to her for spilling the beans about that. But it looks like that is finally going to be happening this Friday. And so we'll be able to hear some new Nicki Minaj with Koi LeRae. Okay. I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. So and Nikki posted it as well. So she said, verse of the year is loading. Let me show you something right quick. Okay. All right. Taylor, find a jar. She also said, <laughs> and no, Nikki said, you won't be able to learn the verse right away. So don't try. Breath control, breathe, meditation, diction exercises. Do that for the next four days. Then maybe. But I can't make any promises, promises. So um, this is probably going to be um, an amazing verse. All right. Well, that is your rumor reports. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, uh, 800-585-1051. Get your request in. People's Choice mixes up next. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here, and it's NFT Tuesday. And a moment at the Breakfast Club, NFT is alive. Featuring the cast and classic show moments, true Breakfast Club fans will instantly recognize. So don't wait. Head over to oneup.com to grab your exclusive Breakfast Club NFTs today. WWPRFM HD1 New York. And iHeartRadio Station. Let me put a little bit of the Breakfast Club up in your lifestyle. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Conway, Conway the Machine, for joining us this morning. That's yes. right. Make sure y'all check out that album, uh, God Don't Make Mistakes. And, you know, it's a lot of people hitting me saying they don't know who Conway is. That's why conversations are important. So you go to Breakfast Club YouTube page, and, you know, you can watch, um, watch the conversation. Because they were saying they don't know who he is, but they found his story, you know, very interesting this morning. Okay. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can hear the uh, full interview on our YouTube page. You see it, I should say. Mm-hmm. And also, shout out to Cody and Tommy Oliver from uh, the creators of Black Love. Probably seen the show on OWN, or OWN Network. So and you shout can see Envy and Gia on there soon. Yeah, uh, June. The next season is June. All right. And also, shout out to one of you know our NFT. It's NFT Tuesday is dropping. Well, it dropped this morning. And so you can go to oneof.com, that's O-N-E, oneof.com slash TBC, and you can get your collection started. We try to do something special with a moment at The Breakfast Club, so you guys can check that out. All right. When we come back, we got the positive notice, The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a, a positive note for the people? I do have a positive note, and it's simple, man. Um, being strong doesn't mean you have to stay and fight all the battles and petty arguments that come your way. Being strong means you don't have to stay and respond to rude remarks. Don't retort by throwing insults back at them. It's what they want. Keep your dignity and don't lower yourself to their level. True strength is being adult enough to walk away from the nonsense with your head held high. There used to be a time in my life where I used to say, when they go low... I take it to the floor with them. Now, when they go low, I'm going to go medium because God is still working on me. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done? 